Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the seventh episode of the Laxflow Podcast. And with me today, I am joined by the one and only Conan Lynch. Conan, great to have you on the show. Yeah, it's great to be here, man. I, um, I'm honored. I, I, I feel honored to have you here. Um, you are. You have the honor of being my first uh, actual interviewee. From the lacrosse team? Uh, really? No, for the show. Oh, really? Yeah. So, Interesting. Uh, I know, yeah. I mean, pretty short-lived so far, but yeah. It's uh, always good to have someone finally be able to interview and stuff like that. Yeah, face-to-face interaction. Yep. You can't beat it. Yep. So, first I want to, so the viewers know uh, exactly, what is your lacrosse background? Like, just so like they understand like how much of a lacrosse guy you are. Okay, well, let me start by saying my current... Lacrosse status. I'm a junior on the men's lacrosse team at St. Bonaventure, and I'm a goalie. Uh, I'm one of five goalies right now, and I have I've been having a good time so far uh, in college lacrosse. But my background, I would say, started. Uh, I hate to say this, but my dad really got me into lacrosse. He loves to say that he didn't want to push me or anything. But he coached lacrosse. He played lacrosse in college. I've been around lacrosse my whole life, so there's no way I wasn't playing lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as he likes to say that he didn't impact that. And I remember I was in sixth grade when he gave me my first stick and took me to the field, threw around with me, and signed me up for this nine-week lacrosse fun session thing. Mm. And it was where you just go, you learn stick skills, do basic stuff like passing, shooting, um, learning how to cradle your stick. Right. And it was just, it was a really fun experience. But then I remember around seventh grade um, where we were at practice one time and my friend was the goalie. Right. And he, we were taking shots and someone shot the ball right to his knee and it was a kind of a, a fast shot, mm-hmm. and he just dropped, started crying. All of us were like, oh, this is not good. And then he was our only goalie, and coach brought us off to the side and was like, hey, guys, we need someone to get in the net. Like, we can't play without a goalie. And he was my friend at the time, so I was like, you know, he's my boy. I'm going to help him out. So I jumped in the net, mm-hmm. ended up falling in love with it, you know, played as often as I could anywhere I could. Any team that would let me play for them, I'd gladly play for them. And... Then I went to high school um, at McEachern, John McEachern High School. It's in Powder Springs, Georgia. Mm-hmm. I played on the team there, and my senior year, so the spring of 2019, me and all my buddies made it to the playoffs for the first time in school history, and mm. it was quite. It was like that's that's yeah. one of my favorite achievements because uh, when I I transferred from South Forsyth yeah. after my freshman year, so when I got there my sophomore year. I became friends with the guys on the team, and we made we made a pact that we were going to make it to playoffs before we graduated because, you know, that's something the school has never seen before, a right. lacrosse team go to playoffs. So we worked at it, and then we beat this one team, and we played the best game, I'd say, of our lives, and we made it. And it was just a really good feeling. Like, there's nothing like celebrating after something like that. I oh, mean, absolutely. And we lost in the first round, but yeah. we were just excited to be there. It's Yeah, I, I get that feeling. Um, Obviously, it's... You talk about um, that's kind of fate related. I feel like the way you got into being a goalie, that's a that's that that's fate right there. I think. Oh, definitely. I believe so. And you were in. It seems you've been on a couple of like first 
teams, it seems like. Uh, like, for first for playoffs, like, here at St. Bonaventure, you were on the first team that get to, like, the MAC uh, playoffs and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that is true. Uh, I didn't think about that because I haven't uh, touched the field yet, but um, it's it is a, a it's a, it's an exciting feeling like uh, mm. we hadn't had a win in two years right so bef- the year before I got here when the whole team was freshmen and like one or two upperclassmen upperclassmen and uh, they they didn't win a game their freshman year they lost thirteen to zero against High Point straight out the gate which I thought they did pretty well against them even though they got blown out like I I think the guys put up a good performance for what they were dealt to or what they were given to work with prior. Mm-hmm. It was just a bunch of young kids trying to play Division One. All, all freshmen, basically, right? Right. Like, except for maybe, like, one or two, like, sophomores yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, obviously, I'm friends with uh, Austin Bloodberg on the team, and, like, and I remember talking to him about it. He's like, yeah, this is, like, brand-new team, you, you know, uh, like, we're, we're struggling a bit. I remember talking to him once, and he was saying, like, oh, yeah, I was like, did you win any ga- uh, How many games did you win this year? And he's like, zero. Well, yeah, and I was just like, oof. I mean, my uh, my freshman year when I first got here, during the spring, that was 2020. So that's right. It was right before we got sent home for COVID, and we hadn't won a game yet. But we had only played non-conference teams. So if we got to conference play, I feel like we could have had a win sophomore year, but or uh, freshman year, my right. freshman year, I mean. But we got sent home for COVID, and the whole world shut down. Yeah, and that's obviously that was just tragic for every single like sport person there there was yeah uh, we didn't have anything to do obviously like my uh high school would like coming like see so you talked about how your high school got to the playoffs like for the first time my, my high school is kind of like synonymous with like lacrosse oh and, yeah like, in the finger lakes region we just like we we like win our sectionals i mentioned on an episode earlier episode that we win sectionals every pretty much every year like like uh after the year after covid we won our 25th I believe it was, and so we didn't get a season that year. So that we had a streak going, and that basically, I guess, broke the streak. Right. I get it. It didn't. It didn't. Obviously, because yeah. You, but be, still, being an athlete and not having the opportunity to play, it sucks. It does suck. And like, I, I absolutely hated it. Obviously, I, I wasn't really playing any sports, but like, you know, I obviously I, I watch a lot. So it was, it was tough this night. What, what do I do? What do I do right now? Now, you being from Georgia. That's not exactly a state most people think of, I feel like, when it comes to, like, lacrosse. Like, as a lacrosse hotbed or just, like, a state for lacrosse. Well, yeah, to my knowledge, uh, in the county where I was, there was only four or five kids overall that actually were going to play D1 lacrosse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there there are these tournaments and showcases that you can go to. That are all in Georgia, and it's it's a growing sport. Like it's getting popular. Yeah, and that and that's always good, obviously. Right, but it I would say that the hotbeds for lacrosse are not in Georgia. Yeah, and I mean obviously like really well, really New York, Northeast, really because that's where this is where like obviously lacrosse started. Right. So it's much more common to yeah. see here than it is in the South. Right, and but obviously we talk, everyone all the I've mentioned it many times on the show, and many people like Lyle Thompson, Paul Rabel, all the like the great ones talk about growing the game and the fact that it's getting more popular in the South and like out West and like stuff like that where it was never really popular before is just great to see. Like um, I follow like the University of Florida because I'm a big Gator fan. Right, they have they have a lax club men's team, mm-hmm. and it's start and like they're talking about like making it <coughs> uh, legit. 
So I'm good. So I I hope one day they do because then I'll, I'll I'll follow them through thick and thin. Right. But yeah, like they have like a girls team I know, mm-hmm. uh, like that actually like you like an actual girls team, not a club right. team. So hopefully, like you know, hopefully one day it just keeps growing and growing because that's always been a sport a team uh, 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 state that's struggled with it. I think for lacrosse is Florida because they just barely people don't know what it is. Yeah, they have Jacksonville. That's um... yeah, that's true. Yep, yep, uh, yep. Jacksonville, I heard of. Um, Obviously, for their talent. Uh, yeah, their head coach is John Galloway. He plays in the PLO. Yep, yeah, I, I did. I know that. I think I knew that. There's so much. Like, there's a lot. Of a people. lot of a lot of coaches in college also yeah. play pro. We have um obviously like with Penny and you talk about people going to play uh, D1 lacrosse. Like, we my senior year, I believe. I don't know how many actually were good. My senior year was the one year I don't think a lot of people were actually going out just because we had good guys. Like, we had guys who were going to go play, uh, uh, like, junior college and JUCO and, like, D3 and stuff. But, like, but before that, we had – we'd. Uh, I know the year after me, we had two people go to play at Albany. Um, yeah. Go, to, go to, uh, D1 at Albany. And then, like, we had also some people go to Cornell. We've had people go Siena at, like – We've and just everywhere, like so. Yeah, it's a, it's a very prominent sport up here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like I've also stated, our t- town is like I don't know what your school's big t- uh, sport is, like football and basketball. Football and basketball, yeah, and that's big, and I can see that be big. Obviously, the South, we we like uh, football in our town, but like lacrosse is like I've always I've stated it once before is that it's like. Football in Texas is like lacrosse in Penyan. Like just like that amount, like of people, like just the dedication, like the camps going to yeah, the camps and like, stuff, and and they get them into it from like when they're oh, really yeah. young. Well, yeah, and there's always a saying in Penyan, you're born with a lacrosse stick in your hand. Yeah, yeah, just because, and that's and it's pretty true, obviously. And there's and obviously though, some people, even though it's such a love sport, it's also such there's a lot of hate to it. I think too, because some people just like they just don't like it. They like that. They just. I lo- like there really isn't a sport I dis I I don't like I love pretty much every sport, but like a lot of baseball people just don't like it. Yeah, like, I mean it's, it's it's I mean it's the thing about sports though you find one that you like and you support it. Yeah, and obviously like because our I would say our lacrosse team has definitely had better success than our baseball team because I think we've only won we like I said we've won sectionals so many times with lacrosse and baseball I think we've only won it once. And it was like back in the mid '80s, so it that that's kind of it's just like, yeah. I guess maybe it's the whole American pastime thing, but I don't know. It's just people, just some people like it's very polarizing in our town. Like, you, there's usually no middle ground. It's either you love it, lacrosse, or you hate it. Yeah. Granted, there's more like than the hate, but still, it's. I would say that in my high school, some people didn't even know we had a lacrosse team. So. Right now, you mentioned me before that your dad is. Uh, was one of your coaches at one point or uh yeah he so he he started out uh after he i was really little and he coached a team called presbyterian Mm -hmm. and some shady stuff happened and he had to step down but that's where he that's where his like coaching career started i guess but then it led him to another a long meandering path and then he ended up at mckeechern where he coached the boys team and I was about six or seven at the time. He would take me to the field, introduce me to the players. You know, a coach having a kid at practice. You've seen him before. Right. And I remember that he would, that I was around it all the time. 
and I remember I didn't understand it when I was younger, but he an incident happened where uh, he got into a alter not altercation but like a a verbal altercation with a player. Yeah. And then the player like told his mom or something, and then the the parents all like ganged up against my dad. Yeah. So you that happens, but yeah. so he he stepped down from coaching boys, but took up coaching girls. Mm-hmm. So. I will go on record and say this. I love women's lacrosse because mm. I think it's such an intense sport. And I don't know. My dad, he loves it, and he's passionate about it. And I like hanging out with him, watching women's lacrosse because he's always trying to explain something about it to me. And it's it's a good time. Right. Um, and I got to, so I got to, like, do, like, commentary for women's lacrosse, like, while here at the same Bonaventure. And I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know too much about it, like, right off the bat. Like, I thought I knew more about it. Like, I, I didn't realize, like, face-offs were called draws and all that stuff. Like, truly had no idea that... And so, um, learning about it. And it was actually a fun sport to watch, uh, sometime, uh, like, at most points. Sometimes, you know, games, like, if you outscored an opponent or you're, the opponent was outscoring you, it's like, that goes for guys across, too. It's just, like, it's hard to, like, really do games. Intense games are always easier, like, to talk about, but... I don't know. I'd say that the pace of college women's lacrosse, like at the highest level, is pretty fast. Oh yeah, like like watching like Florida State and all that. Yeah, like, yeah they can those schools zing yeah. the ball. Yeah. And, um, and speaking of that, actually, when I was in uh, middle school, it was it was right after I started playing lacrosse. My dad would uh, I would I would go to play wall ball. Yep. And he would come with me. He would drive me to the wall, and then I would you know do my routine, whatever it was, and then when I was done. He would look at me and he gave me a girl stick. And I looked at him and I was like, Dad, what, what is this for? Like, why, why are you giving me a girl stick? And he goes, do the same thing. Like, do your routine again. And I was like, but what? It's a, it's a girl stick. Uh, why? Yeah. yeah. And he goes, well, if you, can, if you can do the things that you could with a boy stick, but with a girl stick, then there's no one that can take the ball away from you. Mm. So is it, it, was a, it was a thing about handles. Yeah. Because the pockets in girl sticks are, like, less deep right and pretty non-existent i would say yeah and uh it's that can that makes it's very unforgiving you have to have uh be more mindful of your movements and what you're trying to do with the ball yeah and i love that that he actually did that like for you like that's so smart because like some like i don't want to say we use it as like like I'm not, I'm trying to think of the right word to say like because pockets obviously like they're important to the game like men's lacrosse and stuff but it, it, that's uh, that's great because like if you like he said like he's he's right though I think like he was right, right a lot it, of people talk about it being soft hands you yeah. hear that a lot in lacrosse well that just means that you're really good at catching yeah. and feeding or passing or shooting the ball yeah and like if you have soft hands then and you know how to dodge. There's really nothing you can't do. Yeah, like, because it's, like, it's all our coach, one of coach I always had talked about, like, you got to lay into it. Like, you got to let it into your stick, like. Yeah. Like, basically, and. My dad calls that the sea cradle. It's when, right when you catch the ball, you don't fully cradle, but you do kind of a half cradle just to, like, make sure the ball's in your stick. Yep. And that was one of the first things he taught me when uh, I was learning how to catch. Right, like, and, like, so, like. I wasn't the greatest at some of the fundamentals and stuff. Like even up until like like senior year, there were some things I did some things to make my game like like I I wouldn't say like definitely not cheat or anything like that. Maybe but you developed I developed a couple bad habits. 
Like, more like I just did some things to, like, cut me a little slack. Like, my head, like, the one I still use is was a, is a defenseman's head. Mm-hmm. So it's a little wider. Oh, dude, don't, and I, and don't I, even start. Don't even start. My dad, do you, uh, do you know the X10? I, yeah, yeah. That is the only head that my dad will use because it's, a, it's, a def, it's marketed as a defensive head. Yeah. But he loves the sidewall on it because... It's, it's strong. It's strong. That's yeah. why, I, that's kind of why I like mine because, and obviously it's on a, it's on, obviously I played attack, so... Um, yeah, like, and I loved it, and because I wasn't the greatest pass, uh, granted, I got better and stuff, and, like, I was decent, and, like, right now, I could probably, I'd probably be a little rusty, because I haven't done it in a minute, but it just, it helped me, it had a bigger head, so, like, it wasn't closed in, so the ball wouldn't bounce off the, like, like, the side right. of the wall. it's and, easier like, to catch. It would easier to catch, it was wider, it was stronger, um, for ground balls, it was, I loved it, because that was, like, the one, like, fundamental thing I always tried being the best at, truly, was ground balls. Like boxing guys out, stuff ground like balls that. Ground balls win games, and then that's it. My coach says it all the time: ground balls win games, and um, yeah, and I, so that's why I loved it. And like another thing was like my elbow pads. I uh, mentioned them before on the show, how like they were like they were defenseman pads, like old Brian defenseman pads, and mm-hmm. like they would cover my forearm and my bicep, and like 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 co- almost completely, and like they were so stiff because like they were obviously pretty old because I got them at a garage sale. And it's just like, man, I cannot pass and catch with these that great. So what I did was I literally just cut off the forearm and the bicep part, and like just basically had like an elbow, it's like a small elbow pad. Yeah, I mean, and and I and it just made such a difference. I mean, those were the days, though. I remember the first uh, goalie head I ever used was a goal master. I think it was called. It was tr- pretty much a triangle. Mm. It was like an old school yeah kind of very thing. old school my dad threw it together for me because you know there were some tryouts or whatever were coming up for goalie and he was like oh you need a good stick i was like okay and so i remember um i remember one night i i was still dealing with you know being afraid of the ball yeah because i was just brand new into this goalie thing yeah because you get into ball throw yeah I yeah get it. so my dad takes me to this uh, this batting cage, Ooh. and he brings my lacrosse stuff, and he's like, "Put this on," and I'm I, and like I've had to put on my chest protector, my cup, everything, my gloves, my helmet, and I had the stick, the the very first one I used. And he looks at me, and he, he he goes behind the baseball thing, and he like he gets a bunch of balls, and he puts me at the other end, about where the plate is, and he says, "All right, turn around." So and I was like, "What?" And he goes, "Turn around." So <laughs> I turned I turned around, and he goes, okay. When I say when I say go, you're gonna turn around and try to catch the ball. And I was like, what? What is going on right now? And I like started to freak out. And he looks at me and he goes, it's okay. It's gonna help you get rid of your fear of the ball. And then so we did it a couple times. And I turned around. I didn't get hit. I caught the ball. I think it was out of fear of getting hit by the ball. I don't mm. even think it was that fast. He probably had it on like 60 miles per hour. Right. But. Uh, I remember that weekend we had a tournament with the team and I remember thinking like after seeing all those shots during the tournament that it wasn't that scary and because I I think that he had the baseball thing turned up all the way or not all the way but like faster than you know most 12 year olds could shoot and it helped ease my fear a little bit. Right. Like so like my dad was never a big lacrosse guy necessarily. He knows a lot of the players like he always like Whenever he talks about, like, he knows, like, who Lyle Thompson is, and he always, like, the big Lyle Thompson, like, whenever yeah. he refers him to me, just because, like, he know he played at Albany and stuff like that. Um, and, like, my dad went to Penyon, too, like, the, so, and when he was going to school, lacrosse was just kind of in its infancy. 
like we weren't that great yet. Like uh, we were, we were getting there though. Like we were starting to uh, establish, but he so he didn't know much like about like like stick skills and stuff like that. So that's pretty great that like your dad knew all like how to do all of this and like helped you with that because like so many people like just don't know the fundamentals going in sometimes but also like I knew plenty of parents who were like I talked about this as well uh just like just sometimes need to shut the hell up like yeah like I there are truly some like I well I always use the term trophy parents and stuff like that and I just know so many of them in our town because I think well for one it's the high standard mm-hmm. you know and and so many people go for like scholarships and all that stuff and like so like we have we've had had pro players like the first one I think of right now who actually is still in the PLL is Mike Manley. He plays for the Chrome. I believe he's still on the Chrome. I'm not, like, uh, but we've had, like, Brett Queener, who, like, who was the goalie, uh, big goalie, uh, one of the more, like, always liked to shoot the ball, too, once in a while. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like, we just have all these great players come through our town and, like, so everyone's just like, or they try to live out like you know, like oh yeah, I had a bum knee in high school, so I could never go pro. But you, right. you could, you could. So yeah, people talk. Yeah, and it's it. You know, it's an, it's it's you, you just got to deal with it. Like I, like I love my mom, and she was never a trophy parent or anything like that. But I could always like hear her, and I I could tell when it was her in the stands. Like come on, people. Like I'm like mom, calm down. Yeah, my dad made his presence known when he was watching my games, but oh yeah, that's I knew. All I'm gonna say. I knew like during sectionals is like some of the worst. Like when we were up at like St. John Fisher, so many people were like, oh come on, ref, like you know this, yeah, you blah, you know. Parents and, love to get mad at the refs. It's not even, and it's not even parents. Like sometimes it's just other like people. You know, you know who it is yeah. too. Like you could tell, like oh yeah, that's so and so, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, that th- that guy, and yeah, so. But uh, you talked about, like, using a girl stick, um, girls across stick. It kind of reminds me of, like, old school Native American sticks. Because, like, they, if you look at the old ones, they didn't have really a pocket either. Yeah, they just had, it was a piece of wood that was, like, carved. and then Yeah, it was, it was like a hook. It was like, yeah, it was like a hook. And then you just put your strings. My dad has one of them, I think. A couple people in our town have them, too. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he doesn't use it, but it's like he keeps it uh, in his lacrosse shed. Yep. And... I don't know. I've never really messed with it, but that's like the first. That's like closest I've come to like experiencing that in real life. Yeah, the I remember some kids always. There were some kids that I knew that tried to use like wooden shafts for a while, like as like like short stick shafts and stuff. And like I don't think you can now. I don't think. Yeah, I think they banned those. Yeah, which is kind of. I mean, it's kind of like bullcrap. I think, but yeah, like, it's wood. It's, you're gonna get injured. I, but like you know, like I mean, like to be fair, like you're gonna like it ain't gonna break. Like, true. I'd rather trust a wood shaft than, like, some of the metal ones, I like, I've had. I mean, that is true, yes, Like some uh, scenarios. Is it going to hurt a little bit more? Yeah, because it's freaking wood, but, like, it's also, like, you know, that's the, I, you know, it's a... It's people, part of the game? Yeah, it's really part of the game, you know, it's, like, with any sport, and it's not, like, someone is going to whack you upside the head, like, truly whack you over the head with it. It's just going to be... true. It's just going to be, like, you know, what the standard, the cross check and stuff like that. So I don't yeah. think it would have been that big of a deal to keep it. Yeah, probably not. But you know, safety's a big thing I, nowadays. I get it. Yeah, with the CTE, obviously that's obviously that doesn't get talked a lot. I think with the cross and much this whole CTE. Are, what is that? Like CTE, like you know concussions and stuff. Oh yeah. Like obviously that just gets talked more with like football and stuff like that. Because I think I mean like lacrosse, we have obviously people. I know people have gotten pretty hurt. I know people with broken collarbones and like 
gotten concussions actually don't happen as much as I don't think because people don't really because if you're getting checked you're getting like you're, you're getting like the wind knocked out of you more than anything getting, which has happened to like me and stuff but like yeah the that's that's like you said that's just a game you know it, yeah it's a it's a fun game I like lacrosse I I love it it's it's just a it's it's getting more popular which is always great. great. Uh, like talked about growing the game, and it's just I think it's it's got no it's it's just gonna keep going up I think, especially like with the PLL I do agree. like with the PLL the NLL like it's just been kind of like I I it's a steady it's a steady beat like yeah. it's been going on for so many years now it's like attendance is always pretty good for those games even I think the Buffalo Bandits might honestly outsell the Sabers a couple of times this season and like oh really I honestly could see more people in the in the Key Bank Center for bandits game than a sabers game well, that's awesome that'd be pretty nuts honestly yeah. granted like the sabers like well they're doing pretty good right now but like because i was at a game a couple like a weeks a couple weeks ago and it was pretty it was pretty bare bones for the right uh for the Sabres. but like i and then looking back though like back when like obviously we didn't they didn't have the season last year but the nll season but i think they i could think they could definitely do it now because the bandits are looking pretty good too this year so oh, yeah and they of course had the little banners up there. I saw that they just uh, for so I was like, oh hey, look at that. There's the yeah. I gotta say I'm a big Georgia Swarm guy. Yeah, just, I'm. A, I've always been more of a Nighthawks kind of guy, just because they were closer. And I always well, I love the old like I've mentioned it many a times to people and on the show once or twice how much I love the old Nighthawks logo. Uh, like the pur- the purple and the, and yeah. the teal. I just loved it. That so one much. is pretty cool. And I just hated how they moved it. Like and now it's like the new one. And it's like it's like oh, it's fine, but like it could be better. It, it could be so much better. I don't right. see why we can't just go back to the old colors. I don't know if like the Halifax team owns it because obviously that's mm-hmm. and like and everyone oh Halifax is so good yeah because Rochester was so good right. when they moved them like what are you talking about like it's yeah. yeah they didn't build that team Rochester built that team but yeah and with that we went over the usual limit here. Hey, that's okay. It was a good, no, good yeah, it was talk. Good. Oh, always good to have a good t- conversation. Uh, anything, any final remarks before I sign off? Uh, go Bills. Go, go. Some listeners may not like that. Go Bills. But Well, this has been O'Brien Daly with Conan Lynch. And until next time, remember to keep your stick high. See ya.